This is Game Over Names. My name is Jabari Talton. And this is where we're going to talk to people who, who got game who may not have the name. This is episode two. I'm here with Jacob May. YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe for more episodes coming to you soon. Podcast people, we got iPodcast, we got Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio. Tune in to your favorite podcast place to watch and to listen to Game Over Names. Now, it's time to introduce you guys to Jacob May. He's a junior, combo guard, averaging 16.5 points per game, 7.3 rebounds, 6.1 assists, 2.9 steals. He was a 2023 All-American, 2022 All-District, 2022 District MVP. OTR ranks him number 56 in the greater Houston area in the class of 2025. He was selected the 2023 Rucker on Wood, and he eventually was the champion. He plays for the Houston Raiders Homeschool Association. That's Jacob May. What's up, man? It's good. So uh, we're going to break the ice again. What do you remember about the first time we met? Hmm. I think it was TNT, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, okay. It was, it was probably you doing a practice with us, and then your competitiveness is like you don't care who's in front of you. You're trying to get yourself better and then get us better too because, like, you're not just going to go easy half doing it. You're going to, like, try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, nah, man, another thing, which I don't know if you guys know, if you follow Jacob May on Instagram, it says May Trey. Now. Yeah. So y'all know, I'm the king of nicknames. That's me. I gave my boy Maytray because in TNT, we're knocking down them tray pieces. And I was like, ooh, Maytray. So now everybody knows Jacob May, Maytray. Um, let's keep going. Have you, how have you adjusted from coming from public school and now going to home school? Um, I feel like at first it was a little difficult because like it was new and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't have to do school for eight hours a day. Yeah. But then I realized it's like you have to be more aware of time management and all that. And when you get used to it, I feel like it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that, man, because coming from public school, it's a teacher's always telling you what to do. Always saying, hey, is your work done? Hey, is your work done? Then you get to homeschool, and it's more like you got to be on yourself. You got to be holding yourself accountable, make sure you get your stuff done so you can, you know, enjoy and take take part in the, the good stuff, the pros to being homeschool, like being in the gym all the time. Um, what has been your favorite basketball memory so far? Ooh. All right. Probably – the gold ball game because okay. like we're down about 15 and a half and then it's like during halftime we not we not all we getting hyped but like we could tell we kind of like dang we about to lose and then i don't know what happened just during halftime i was like you know what, let me shoot some like deep threes you know just see if i could get my rhythm back and then we come in third quarter i start i start draining them and then once I start, started hitting shots, the whole team started getting hype, and then Ty started going off, and then the whole team just came together, and then we like, came back and won. Big time, big time. 
um, for as long as I've known you, the gym has kind of been a second home for you. No matter what gym it is, you always find a place, a time to be in the gym. Have you always been a gym rat? And if so, how did that become like the norm? I, w- I would say I wasn't. Say once I started like the TNT, once Juwan started saying, oh, we could come to the gym, like he gave us permission. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, it's summer. All I want to do is play basketball. So I'm like, let's go to the gym. And then it's just like I got addicted to like seeing myself get better, like seeing progress. I like it's like I love seeing where I came from to where I'm at and where I'm going to try to go. No, nah, that's big time. Big time. All right. Next part, coming from where you're trying to go. Uh, where do you see yourself in two years? College. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, next part. What things do you have to improve to get there? I think overall, just my game in every aspect, just got to improve like the little things. Because you know, John says the little. If you, the importance of little things, they're not little anymore. So yeah. Just improve everything that I can. Watch film. Probably I need to do that more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's big. It's big. What would you say? has been the most challenging thing you've had to overcome or that you're still trying to overcome? Mm, just starting late with taking basketball serious. Because I feel like nowadays people are, kids are taking it serious like middle school. And I feel like I honestly took it serious during like the second half of TNT. Like the last end when it's like, oh, like I'm starting to do good playing up with the sophomores at the time. Like I could hang with these guys. It's like let's let's like level it up a notch. Nah, big time. Um, what would you? I mean, you've done both. Um, we're just talking about it. Um, you've done. You've played in AAU. You've trained a lot. If you could only pick one to get you to the place that you want to be, which one would you pick? Training for sure. And why? Because, like, if you're just playing AU, you're just – it's good you're getting reps against other people. But for training, if you have the right knowledge, it's just as good, if not better. And then you could – if you implement it into, like, your training sessions, you eventually you could do it in the games. And then it's, like, so much easier than trying to do something in the game for the first time. You're yeah. messing up. Coach could just sub you out. And it's like, yeah. Um, you've been to multiple college camps and you plan to go to more. Talk to the listeners, to the guests on how have these camps helped you grow so far? Um, getting out, getting out of your comfort zone. I feel like my first one, I was too passive. And then over time you see how the older kids do it. And then you're just like, oh man, you got to kind of want it more than others. You can't just sit around, be quiet. You got to be a leader out there and get out your comfort zone. No, nah, that's big. I mean, I remember the first time, I think me and Elijah went with me. Um, we went to the Texas Wesley and they had a little uh, camp thing. And we pulled up and the thing that you understand is you got to run everywhere. Like when I say everywhere, I mean like you go get water, you got to run and get water. Like 
get into a drill after y'all break. You got to run there. Like everything he was saying was run, 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 run. And it's a different mentality when you're at a high school practice and your coach is like, all right, let's get to this drill and let's do this because, hey, you got to be able to flip that switch and make that normal. And I think what it, where it helped me was when I went back to my high school practice and I had just left that, it was like, oh, we got to change how we do stuff. We got to start running place. Because like, it's not that that's the thing you want to wait to get to. You got to start doing that stuff now so that when you get to college, it's normal. Right. And so I think that's where it helped me. Um, cool connection, man. Uh, coach Bilek, head coach of Houghton University. Hey, where I played college basketball uh, out there in Houghton, New York. He actually was down here and held a basketball camp in Houston, which you attended. Yeah. What is something you specifically learned from him? That he really likes shooters. Like, <laughs> I was he was having us work on step backs. That's like one of the first times really I had a coach like to say rep out step backs. Yeah. Like normally you hear, oh, don't step back, it's not a good shot. Shoot off a catch and shoot and all that. But he's he's like confident in what his players could do. He's letting them shoot shots that they work on. This his his coaching is I feel like it's a great coach. Yeah, nah, uh it's funny because uh Every time I go down there uh, to Houghton, and those dudes, and, and it's more of the, he comes from that sense where, bring me back to that Paul George, Damian Lillard, right? When Dame hits the side step three yeah. to win, and Paul George like, ah, oh, well, man, you know, it was a bad shot. Yeah, maybe a bad shot for you, but Dame done shot 3,000 of those in, yeah. in before he got here. It's like, that's, that's a layup. It's kind of like when they talk about Kevin Durant's mid-range. Everyone say mid-range is dead, but when you shoot a certain shot so much and you make it yours, that's basically your layup, right? That's simple for you. And so I think that's kind of where Bilek is is sitting on. He stands on that because it's like, hey, if you put in the reps and you work on that shot and you make it yours and you've taken more shots, you've taken thousands of shots in the gym before you get here and you've made a game ready, then shoot, go shoot it in the game. And so I, I respect him for that, and I think that's – that's where, especially as kids get older, I would rather coaches do that than make everyone take the same shot. Because when I go watch these other high school games, man, it's like one person has a certain turnover and you pull them for it, and another person comes in, has the same exact turnover. What they don't understand is the first guy, he gets you into your offense. He gets everybody else easier shots. He does it in less dribbles. So his turnover, yeah, he had one, but his leash should be longer and the second guy who comes in makes nobody better, right? Because if he's not hitting the shoot, hey, you need to get sit down next to me. Yeah. But the other guy has more parts to his game, so I wish more coaches would coach that way. Um, did you always want to play college basketball? Uh, yeah, I would say so. But I, w I didn't really realize it. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, everyone should go college, go D1 and all this. But then I, like, really thought about it, I'm like, I'm getting educated. If I could get my education paid for, that's like big. Yeah. And to get a good education is to get better jobs in life, and it really sets you up. So I would yeah. say, yeah. I think I think that part that you 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 set on was really important, right? Like, I don't think people in the grand scheme of things at first understand how small the pool is of people who go and play college basketball. And that's like 
as D1, D2, D3, NAIA, NC, NCC, AA, like all like the percentages is like ridiculous. Like when Lonzi broke it down, like dude, you're talking about 3.7 percent of people who play high school basketball go play college. That's wild. Like when you think yeah. about that, right? And you got 50 states in the U.S. Right, and all those places play basketball. And he's like, man, just think about how many high schools we have just in our area. You got all the Shadow Creek, Dawson, Pearland, all these schools around here, Dolby, Clearbrook, like all these schools. And out of all those kids, combined with the other states that have that, 3.7 go. Yeah. And then when you think about it now, people's like, man, oh, dude, I'm playing D3. Dude, that's 1.4, 1.5% of the 3.4% that's going to make it. And so I think that's the other thing is, also, setting a reason why. Get finding your why, right? Like, for me, like you said, I don't want my parents paying for my schooling. So the reason I got in the gym and I didn't stop was because, hey, you're not paying for my school, and the only way it's going to happen is if I go and get somebody to pay for my school, right? And I go there, and, shoot, it wasn't 100%. It was 96. We still kick it out. Man, I could have got the 100%. I think I could have got it. Maybe I had missed a couple practices here or there. But that's the – Finding that why gives you that drive to be in the gym. And it's easy to pick, find kids and find people when you walk into a gym and see who has their why and who doesn't. The ones that don't have their why, ball comes off the rim, and they think that they, they got fouled or something, they'll stand right there. And then they'll be mad at the ref, they'll walk back. The kids who... Have their why, knowing, hey, man, every single play, I'm trying to show somebody that you should pay for me to play at your school. They miss a shot, think they got fouled, they sprint back to go get a stop, and they come down here and do it again. So you can easily pick those kids out. Um, when did it click, confidence-wise, where you believed your goal as playing at college was attainable? Like, like when did that, that light bulb click? When... A coach first like DM me on X, which is Twitter now. Yeah, it was Twitter. Twitter yeah, and I was like, like, I'm a junior. I'm like, coach is texting me. He's looking at me. He says, "Oh, like, I like what I see. Like, I mean, I could do this." And I see other people older than me that I feel like I'm better than getting offers. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm, that's definitely going to be me in the future." Okay, nah, I, I definitely. Uh, agree with that. I remember my first time uh, when I felt it. It was actually in the it was in the gym. We were we were playing, and Galen Robinson was in here. And it's a funny story. I don't think I don't even think Galen understands what he did and how it like clicked. Right? Like we're sitting here, Galen's in here, Royce who also played high level, Juwan. We're all playing, and I think I was maybe a junior, maybe, and I wasn't that good. But we coming down, and somehow. We get a cross switch, and I'm guarding Galen Robinson. And, like, I'm probably guarding the guy who stays in the corner so I can just be there and get a rebound. And something happened, dude. I don't know what movie did, but he went from the three-point line to the paint like this, like first step. And then just, just moved me. Like, I was just lightweight and elated. And then we're coming down, and so he still matched up with me because I sprinted out. And he calls out. He goes, I got little man. I got little man. And at first, I was like, I looked around. And I'm like, well, who's he guarding? Because I'm not little man. Like, you ain't guarding. You talking about me, are you? 
And then I looked, and I was like, oh, snap. I'm little man. And, like, but from there, after he said that, but then it went from I got little man to what's up, Jabbar. Like, it, it just, like, the, the respect. Like, I come in here, we can run spots. And, yeah, he win. They win the majority of the spots, but I can hold my own, right? It wasn't like a, oh, man, y'all let old boy, y'all let boy get on the court. It's like from that point on, it was like, okay, let me get to the point where if I can gain respect of the guys who playing higher than me in high school, then I ain't even worried. When I went to college, I was like, I looked across from people. I was like, well, you're not Galen Robinson. You're not Juwan. Like, you're not these people. So, like, you're not as good as them. So, I ain't got nothing to worry about. Yeah. So, nah. Sure. Let's stand that. Um, okay, man. Uh, let's talk about some team stuff, man. So, we just left district. All right. Crazy. Uh, Feast draws up a in game play. I don't even know if they drew it up. <laughs> <laughs> they just hey, that's they, you know they. Tell what happens. Yeah, they get the backdoor lay for the game, right? Not mistaken. And you guys are one bucket, one stop away from going to the district championship at the 18U, which is which is still like what people understand. I mean, I try to break it down. It's not about when you win, it's about the time when you start picking it up together, right? Because you guys were, I think, the, what, the, the fifth, fourth, the fourth seed, seed right yeah. here. And in the Space City, y'all were a lower seed. Because I believe yeah. you and CHSA, who ended up eventually winning it, y'all played each other in, I guess, what you would call the loser's ball. Yeah. Right? And then they got to the championship. Y'all one play away from getting there as well, and y'all both being in there playing for the championship the next tournament. Yeah, And so I always tell people, like, when it comes to this homeschool basketball, man, like, it's, it's NCAA-ish, right? Like, when you get in there, it's like, hey, it's coming down to that one game, right? Like, what you did two weeks ago really don't matter because you got to bring yours, I got to bring mine, and it comes down to it. So y'all fall short real, like, like, right there. But when you think about it, y'all have regionals coming up, right? So, like, now that you've seen the level y'all can get to, right? I mean, there's you one loose ball, one rebound, one free throw away from getting to a championship where you can play CHSA for the championship. Where do you like? What are the goals you guys can now set for yourselves looking forward? Well, we've seen we've been through rough and high parts of the season, so like we know what happens when we play bad and what happens when we lock in and play good. I mean, so like. We know our team is scary. We just got our big man back. We just lock in all on the same mindset of, like, what's our goal? But, like, we're a team to be reckoned with. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, and it's, and it's all, like, I talk about time, it's a, it's a make and miss league. They always say that, right? It's a make and miss league. And one thing y'all's team has, when I've been to the game, I've seen y'all playing, y'all got a bunch of people who can make. <laughs> like, like I, I ain't gonna lie. Y'all got a bunch of people that can make and in a game where threes are, dude, like, you can be down 12 now. Yeah. Like, if you watch the NBA, man, like, I, I heard, uh, I think it was Tim Legler, he said, it's a 15-point lead was a 5-point lead 20 years ago. Because, dude, they're, you're racing 15-point leads like it's nothing. Yeah. Couple threes, couple like you get a couple stops in a row, hit some threes. Hey man, now you're down eight. You're down seven. Like you right there in the game, and now the team that's up 
arms start sweating. Like, then it gets tight. So, like, that's one thing I do appreciate about, which I don't think people know, about the homeschool basketball is that it's not just no pushover stuff, man. Like, these these teams can hoop. Like, and that's where that's another reason why I sit here and I say we got game over name because it's a bunch of hoopers in the homeschool, like, just realm. I mean, all those things, like, that can hoop, that can go. That, like, you're talking about, I mean, just for me, I've seen about more kids from homeschool go eventually play somewhere than the number of people that's in these public schools that ain't going nowhere, right? Like, and I'm not talking about guys that's walking in 6'8", 270. Like, dude, if you if you that, I don't care I don't care where you play. You can play at a church league, you're going to find somewhere to go. Yeah. I'm talking about guys that's 6'1", 6'2", maybe 6'3", like all the same height. Those regular, like regular human beings, those guys are getting more stuff coming from the homeschool realm, which, I mean, we've been in the gym yesterday. And you knocking down three from 45 feet. And the dad's on the side like, man, these homeschoolers. And y'all didn't live in the gym. And I'm like, yeah, that's the reason. That's the reason to homeschool. That's the reason to leave the, the what everyone says is normal. Because while you at school right now, like, dude, we're doing this interview, and somebody in, in a math class. <laughs> dude, they're in, they're in a math class with Miss Jones. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's the part that people understand is, like, you. there's so many advantages of being a homeschool player. Um, another thing about you and your team, like, y'all are, y'all are starting off. Y'all trying to do first, right? First ever regional champ. First ever this. Yeah. First ever that. Like, y'all are – trying to lay foundation on being first. So how tough is it trying to lay foundations for being first when, like, there's nobody to, like, look back and say, ah, okay, they did it this way. Like, y'all have to learn, like, in your own stuff. Like, you got to learn within your own realm. So how is that? Is that tough? Is that harder to do? Or would you prefer it different? Talk to me about that. I kind of like it. It's kind of like a little thrill. Like, you know, it's a new team. All like a lot of eyes are on you, especially for our season last year where we ended nationals with five players. It's like, oh man, they they only lost one game in nationals with five players. It's like, yeah, and then a new team from Houston, you know, Houston, big city, so yeah. people are gonna know. And then it's just like, it's like a thrill. It's like you want to get it, you yeah. know, you're the first ones, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's motivation. Okay, and uh, talk to me, man, because. This is another thing, right? Because I know when I was playing, if I play someone early on in the season and we've had close games, and I go and I see them win a championship, right? And I mean, I'm talking about close games. I mean, like overtime, one yeah. like one possession games. And I'm looking, I'm like, dude, okay, so they end up winning. Cause like it's kind of that 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 jockey for position, right? Like I can look and I'm like, okay, hold on, we played our best. Like, we're within one possession, and, and basketball, like, top games generally come down to one or two possessions, and that's just taking care of the ball in that one pick and roll and swinging it back the other way, right? That could change the game. We don't understand. Like, it's not the last two plays. It's the ones early in the game where y'all go from being up five, and then you say the possession, you go into the second quarter up five rather than going, y'all lose it, and then going up three, yeah. right? It's those little small plays right there that goes. So going in the regionals, knowing that, Y'all been in multiple one-possession games with CHSA, who just won the district, right? The 
the Dallas district, you've got HSAA, right, who I'm not going to, you know, like I said, you got HSAA who I think just won it. Um, they won it in Dallas? I think they did. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. We could, we could fact check. But I right. think they won it in Dallas. They were one of the top teams. But um, where do you see you guys for regionals? Like, what, what is your – give me – your ceiling. What do you think your ceiling is? Winning it all. Winning it all. Hey, man, this is – this has been a great interview. I think seeing other people's point of views – on, on different teams in the same homeschool realm on going through different stuff is good because I want the people out there to understand, like, look, there's a bunch of stuff you may not know, and, and it's not your fault. So putting this information out there is so that you can now know. So now it's not an ignorant, ignorance thing, right? If you decide not to do it, we've given you the information. You got to just go and use it. So uh, we want to thank, man, look, hey, I want to thank you for showing up, man. Uh, I know you got – other stuff you could be doing, probably being in the gym, getting those shots. So I want to, hey, if he don't get up a thousand this week, oh man, before I, before we leave, before we leave, I might have forgot. Before we leave, uh, before after I wrote my questions down, after I wrote down my accolades, Jacob May went down the district and Brian went up wherever you want to say to Bryant, Texas, and he is now a thousand point scorer. So hey man, that's big time. It don't happen a lot to be have a thousand point, a thousand varsity points. Is big time. I don't care what nobody say. That's a bunch of buckets. All right. So, hey, congratulations on getting that 1,000 points, it. man. That's next level. Uh, thank you guys for the listeners and the watchers. We want to thank you all for tuning in. Next episode's coming soon. We got questions in docket and people lined up for the next three episodes. So they're going to be coming out every single week. So stay tuned. Um, please like, follow, subscribe, depending on what platform you're on. Please show us some love so we know that we're doing our job and we're doing it right. Uh, you can follow us on IG at game underscore over underscore names. If you want to see who the next guest is going to be, that snippet will probably drop on Friday. This episode will probably come out either today or tomorrow, which is Monday or Tuesday. Y'all won't know that. Um, but this is game over names. If you got game, they'll eventually know your name. Do you got game? Thank you. All right, man. Done with all the questions, but now it's time for the rapid questions, man. Time for rapid questions. All right, one. Who's your favorite NBA player? Tyrese Halliburton. Okay. As of right now. Okay, okay. Favorite NBA team? Warriors. <laughs> okay. Uh, who do you think will win a championship this year? Ooh. Denver. Okay. Um, did you watch the Warriors versus Lakers game? I saw some clips. I saw all the clips that I needed to see. Okay. So now, we go from there. The question of all questions. Um, Tyvon may not be on the podcast ever again uh, based on his answer, but uh, who is the bad Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. My goat is Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Rest in peace, Kobe. I ain't got nothing bad to say. Keep it to myself. Right, but this was a great podcast, man. It wasn't the right answer, but it's okay. We're going to deal with it today, just for the day. After the camera goes off, we're going to debate this right now. I'm going to show him why he's wrong. But thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me on. I like the.
shout out Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for this opportunity. Yeah. Appreciate it.